For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Lions. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. That's at Derek Oakry on Twitter. Check me out there. Love talking football. Love talking Detroit Lions. We are here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. I believe in the Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. Please hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, uh, where else are we at? Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and pretty much any other podcast platform where you check us out. Please hit that subscribe button. It really helps us and uh, keep this thing rolling. So today on the show for Believe in Lions, I will be talking NFL Draft. Uh, every few weeks or so, I get on here solo and I get to talk NFL draft. Super excited about it. It's probably my favorite topic when it comes to the game of football. So what I want to do today is a little bit different spin. So just to set the table here in the beginning, we're actually going to do a live mock draft here on the show. But what we're going to do a little bit different is everybody in Detroit, everybody pretty much nationwide has the Lions taking defensive players early. They have them taking... Derek Brown, they have them taking Akuda the corner, they have them taking possibly Isaiah Simmons, and, uh, and and if Chase Young is there, you run the card up to podium, we all know that, but uh, on today's show, I kind of want to focus on offense uh, for a couple different reasons, one, because I've been fighting a lot of people about it, where people are throwing out, what would our offense be with Jerry Judy, oh baby, I mean, maybe we should... Maybe we should think about Tua. Maybe we should make a change at quarterback. I mean, maybe we should slide back and pick up Henry Ruggs. So I've been talking to everybody about that, and I can sort of understand where they're coming from because it's an offensive league now in the NFL as well as, I mean, yeah, it would be fun to have a really explosive offense and, and one where you're throwing deep touchdowns and people are scoring, but I feel like last year for the Detroit Lions, they only won three games and was really a, a tire fire. There you go, Matt Derry. Um, across the <laughs> across the league, uh, you know, they, they were fine offensively when Matt Stafford was rolling. I think I heard a stat the other day that when Stafford was up and running, he was basically the number... Gosh, he was like Russell Wilson was the only guy better than him when it came to yards, touchdowns, whatever it may be. I mean, the guy was balling. He was throwing the football around. People say, well, he wasn't winning. Like by the time they got to the Raiders game, what they were, you know, four, uh, three and four, whatever it may be. I mean, it, it's a team game, people. But Matt Stafford was definitely holding his own, leading the football team and playing playing really, really well. Um, as, as well as what Kenny Kenny Galladay led the league in touchdowns, you know, would have went up over 1,200 yards if he didn't get injured in the last game. Marvin Jones was a guy that um, had a lot of touchdowns, a lot of production until they shelved him basically for the year, um, just to kind of precautionary reasons. And uh, 
gosh, you know, Carryon Johnson was hurt. Hawkinson started out well and fell off. But this offense still, week after week, was scoring points. You know, whether it be, you know, 20, 25 points early in the in the season and then later, you know, kind of tailed off. You're playing with second, third, fourth string type quarterbacks. I mean, that's going to happen. But uh, like I say, everybody sort of still has that gleam in their eye. I've been the guy on this show and on my other podcasts. Uh, a little quick shout out. Uh, Detroit Kool-Aid Cast is a show I do with my buddy Grifka that drops every Wednesday and Friday. Um, that's been a show we've done for a couple years now. I think we're at 250 some episodes. We have a lot of fun on there talking lions and I love being on the believe podcast network, uh, trying to get you guys to believe in the Detroit lions. I believe, I believe, I believe. So as I was saying, I, I hear people kind of saying offense and I see them sort of, you know, trying to justify it, trying to say, well, we don't have any receivers under contract. Yeah, I get it. You know, they're probably going to take care of Kenny Galladay. Real quick, though, on that, like, I got lots of people that just assume, like, Kenny Galladay is signed, sealed, and delivered. Oh, we're just going to pay him, like, a really top 10 receiver. None of that has happened yet. There's been really no negotiations. Nothing is signed. Kenny Galladay is my guy. I mean, I... I touted him not in the draft process. I remember the night after the draft going, well, what do we take Kenny Galladay for when we could add X, Y, and Z? Um, sure enough, he ended up playing. It wasn't too far into kind of that rookie year where you just saw this big, smooth athlete. You'd hear his interviews, super humble. you just think, man, this guy has everything you look for in a number one receiver. He kind of flew under the radar. And then I remember saying before year two, watch out for Kenny Galladay basically being the one on this team. I know Marv is here. I know at that point, you know, GT was still around. And, you know, they've they brought in some other receivers as well. But he's really established himself. But don't act like you're just going to easily get this guy for some type of bargain or some type of big contract that's not going to impact your team. So that's first and foremost. But uh, like I say, they don't have any receivers under contract after this 2020 season. We get it. Um, people, A lot of people have quit on Kenny Galladay. Uh, I mean, not Kenny Galladay. Carry on. Johnson, uh, you know who that man is. Carry on my <laughs> but I'm here, like I am every week, to tell you, you gotta believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. And so should you. Um, Carry on Johnson is gonna have a bounce back. I mean, everybody is down on his health, and it's hard to defend. I mean, injuries in college. You know, I, I don't know his whole high school portfolio, but I'm sure he was probably a little dinged up for here and there. He's been dinged up in the pros, missed good portions of his first two seasons. But I, I'm not too worried about it. I see the talent as well as I'm just curious if they're going to bring in another stud or they're going to kind of keep carry on as the one, you know, give Bo and, and Ty Johnson some looks as well as, you know, uh, maybe a, a sly veteran that can help them out. And we'll see when I do my mock draft here, we're going to see where you can maybe get a running back a good value and and how that you know maybe may work out if you lean offense but also get defensive players that's what we're going to do in the mock is lean towards offense in certain rounds certain spots and and see what defensive players are left and then you know one of the other times i come on before the draft we'll talk a, a defensive heavy mock with some offensive people sprinkled in so i expect carry on have a bounce back i i really 
gosh, I really like Hawkinson as a player. When you see Travis Kelsey and Kittle, you, you, you see things that Hawkinson can do from catch and run to his smoothness to his ability to run after catch, run people over, but also have a little wiggle. He can obviously block as well. So I just think, you know, he's just going to be a very plus player for the Detroit Lions. I'm still trying to feel, figure out what his ceiling is. Because if his ceiling isn't anywhere close to Kelsey Kittle or some of the top tight ends, then we got an issue because you took him in the top eight and you need to feature him. You need to be the guy. But, uh, yeah, and I'm just all on board with Matt Stafford as the quarterback. I mean, the the guy barely, uh, I think I'm recording here early on uh, before this will drop, and he's just turning 32, just had a birthday. I mean, Matt Stafford can throw it as long as he gets doctor's clearance that – this isn't a nagging back injury. It's just an injury that got dinged twice, but there's no bigger risk than anybody else that steps on a football field that he, he may hurt it again. I'm rolling him out there, man. He's signed, sealed, and delivered. It's a heavy price tag, but Stafford doesn't go out there and just clunk it up. You know, he, he's he got some crazy records. I mean, Jeff Risden over there at LionsWire put out a great little article about Matt Stafford and where he sits here at 32 years of age. I mean, a lot of these numbers he's thrown out, first, second, you know, overall in in league history at that age. Now, I think one of the things I saw as I was reading the article was he's first all-time in pick sixes. (laughs) I mean, that's cost us a few games. I remember on Turkey Day a few years ago, and just kind of in general, that's that's come back to bite us. And he he throws some picks, but, I mean, the yards, the touchdowns. And I guess the thing you, you hear me often say is, yeah, some of those were empty yards late in games, just winging it around to all his different receivers back in the days when we were uh, struggling franchise. Now that we have had a better team around him, he's he's kind of curtailed that, but he can still throw up, you know, 300 and two, three, four touchdowns on a good day, no, no question. He's also that kind of quarterback that you can have under center. You can put him in shoddy. You can throw screens, bubbles. You can throw the ball 50 yards down the field. He can throw it with timing. He can throw it with zip. He, he's learned to throw it a little bit better with touch. I mean, I just really think he's everything you want in a quarterback from great guy off the field, you know, just a smart guy, you know, hard worker, cannon for an arm, like I say, can just run almost any offense, and he has run almost any offense here in the uh, early on in his career. So I, I just think you keep Stafford, you keep all the pieces I named, you you expect another good season from Marvin while he's under contract, you see what they will do in the draft and free agency, and then, yeah, you got to do some, some work with that defense. But I definitely don't think that um, that can't be done, and I'm going to show you today how it can be done. And like I, let's go back to my first point before we jump into this mock about fans wanting to get you know, Jerry Judy wanting to get um, these high-end offensive pieces and say, hey, if we can't play the best defense, then we'll just outscore you. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good, but we've had good offenses. We just haven't been able to run the football, and we haven't been able to stop the run or play defense. And those are really the two things that really win at the NFL level, whether it's rain, sleet, shine, you know, if you can run the ball, stop the run, be physical, that's really what you got to do. These these grandiose offenses, you know, show up certain times, you know, they'll get on a magical carpet run and, and win a Super Bowl, but it, it really doesn't feel like the lasting approach. And I really feel like 
Matt Patricia is going for that lasting approach and that tough, physical, big football team that we've never had. You know, when have we had big old linebackers and defensive ends that really were physical and strong and could could tackle? You know, never. We, we've always went for the flashy linebacker, or the, the fancy receivers, you know, the, the big-time quarterback, the marginal offensive line. And then, like I say, they just have not addressed the running back position. So... I think if they get some of those things done, just continue to be a balanced football team, that's really going to work out for them. But like I say, let's focus on offense for the most part. And gosh, you know, I when you have a running back like Carrion, you saw what Bo did, you've already got a quarterback in there, you've got a top drafted tight end, you've got two receivers, yep, you do need a slot receiver, people will look uh, offense as well, it does count, offense is the offensive line, uh, as you know, you don't just focus on the skilled players unless you're playing fantasy football, so when we're talking offensive line, I mean, they, they feel like they've been average, and and when average means I don't feel like they've cost us games, I definitely don't think they've bullied people by any means and won us games, and they're much more of a pass-set offensive line. You know, when they go back to sling it, they do okay. When we got to come off the ball on third and one, third and short, fourth and short, they can't get it done. So that that means you need some, need some more nasty, you need some more some more girth, some more physical players up front there. And the question marks on the offensive line are Ricky Wagner. You know, are you going to, you going to keep him at his 11 plus million dollar number? You know, I think he's been average or so. Uh, I, I like to give him a little above average just because I don't notice him on most Sundays. And because he, he's just a big, don't say anything country fed you know hunting fishing offensive lineman that's kind of what you want so he's got everything i want i just want him to be a little more consistent and not get beat clean when they show some of those replays or you know be a little be a little bit more rough in there but you know i i would live with him i don't like his price tag but you got ricky wagner out there the big questions are at the at the right guard position looks like they're not going to keep graham glasgow so you're going to have to do something there and most people are kind of saying that's going to come in the draft. I mean, the, there could definitely be an offensive guard in, in free agency. I could see plugging in there. They actually just signed the other day. We talked about it on my other podcast. Uh, Joshua Garnett is now in Detroit, the former first-round pick for the 49ers. Really injury-riddled, but when he wasn't hurt, he was a pretty decent football player, not only in college, but had a little few glimpses here in the NFL. Now, when you don't play for three seasons... Uh, I kind of think you got a lot of work to do before you can come in and make plays and do some things. So we will see. That's a really shot in the dark of that he could not only make the roster, but be be a guy that could plug in there and give you starting opportunities. Uh, Frank Ragnall is a beast in the middle. And on the left side, you've got Joe Dahl, who they paid, but they could definitely look for an upgrade there and keep Joe Dahl as that backup swing guard. And then Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker has been you know, pretty good, but not great. Um, I don't really want to pay him what it's going to be when he comes up on the fifth-year option or when he wants a new deal, but I need a better option before I move on, and, and they don't have that yet. So we'll see if we find that here in this mock draft. So that's pretty much the offense. Like I say, slot receiver, need a couple guards, can can upgrade or can add another running back. And, uh, and then, yeah, you're looking for the future at wide receiver. How are you going to do it? We'll see when I come back right here on Believe in Lions and we do a live mock draft on 
The Draft Network. If you haven't checked it out, you got to check them out at thedraftnetwork.com. TDN, as they're often uh, called, and I'm going to be using the TDN mock draft machine to um, do a mock draft. I, I will have the ability for trades as well. We'll see if we make some trades or maybe we just go straight through and we're going to lean offense, but we're also going to take some defensive players, see who I end up with, see how I play the board. I'll talk you guys through it. We'll do all that just in a moment when we get back right here on Believe in Lions. All right, everybody, I'm back. Um, real quick, before we jump into the mock, I want to tell you, again, please hit that subscribe button, especially on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps. Um, set it a, a few times. If you really would like to get in on advertising for this show or other Believe Podcast Network shows, you can go to Believe.com. They'll definitely get you all set up and uh, let your business or your product be advertised here on their network, as well as we'd love to do that on this show. Um, really fun though, just talking Lions football with you guys. Appreciate everybody that's been listening and been interacting with me on Twitter, as well as like just supporting what I'm doing. I, I really appreciate it. Just a guy that loves to talk football. You know the work I do for PFF, and I do some writing for Lions Wire, USA Today, Lions Wire. Please check them out as well. Just really trying to to build that up. Oh, and fantasy football. I'm a big fantasy football guy too. So if you guys are hearing this and you love fantasy football, hit me up. Um, I will always love to talk trades, talk uh, player values, even this early in the offseason. I love it all. But uh, again, this show today is focused on the NFL draft and believe in Lions. So we're going to focus on offense. So I've got this all queued up already um, with the third pick. The first two picks, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, that's chalk, which I wanted to happen. So I'm sitting here at pick number three. Now... Like I say, if I'm going offense here, I could take Tua. I could take Jerry Judy. To me, those are the two players that, even to me, they're a stretch for the Detroit Lions. But those are the two most reasonable options. Because I'm a premier member on uh, on the Draft Network here, I'm going to go up to my trade button and see if I can just work a quick deal. So I'm going to go ahead and, and select um, my favorite trade partner. Or, there's two of them, actually. The Carolina Panthers and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, <laughs> I really think I can get a deal done with the Raiders, especially because I think they want to come up and get Tua and kind of surprise everybody and put Tua in Las Vegas with the new team, the new stadium, the new young team they're building, have a leader like that, and, and John Gruden just loves himself some quarterbacks. So I'm going to keep this trade offer simple, see if they take it. They can come up to three. I'm going to take their 12th pick in the first round and number 19. And, gosh, they got no seconds, third, some thirds. They're coming up from 12 to 3. Hmm. Let's see. I mean, let's see if we can get their fifth, too. I'm going to try it real quick. So let's see if let's see if they do it. I hit, I hit go. Two first rounders and a fifth. The Raiders took it. They came up to number three. So, uh, you know, to me, that's the kind of deal you need to make. You need to slide way back, especially if you want to go offensively. Sorry. Like, there's no reason to be taking an offensive player at three. Now, some people will argue for Tua. Some people will say Jerry Judy and Kenny would be a crazy combo. No, you got to trade down and play the board, and that's what we did. So, again, we're skewing offense. So now I'm up at pick number 12. 
C.D. Lamb is the top player on the board, 10th overall uh, on, on their prospect rankings. Um, let's kind of scroll down. Uh, Makai Becton, the big offensive tackle, is still on the board. Andrew Thomas is still out there. That surprises me. Henry Ruggs, um, DeAndre Swift, Jordan Love. Those are some of the offensive players. So, so since I said I would skew offense, now I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to go ahead and take C.D. Lamb. To me, C.D. Lamb is a is more a number one than Jerry Judy. Yeah, you heard me right. Everybody loves Jerry Judy for his route running and because he went to Alabama and because he's a crazy freak when it comes to running, catching, and probably scoring touchdowns. But C.D. Lamb is that big-bodied receiver, that prototypical number one, and he can run, score touchdowns, and go up and get the football in traffic. Um, you know, he's just not maybe as precise of a route runner as Judy. So in this draft, I'll, I'll make all those people happy that want a receiver, and I'll go ahead and take C.D. Lamb here for the Detroit Lions and see what happens. So here I come around at 19. At 19, you know, Rugs and Swift are on the board, but I'm I'm actually not going to go back-to-back offense because I do want to spread this out. So if you took a guy like C.D. Lamb, everybody knows the Lions are looking for pass rushers. So I'm scrolling down through here to kind of see what I got. Um, I got Gross Matos from, from Penn State. I like him. I don't know if I like him right here. And a lot of other offensive players could take Grant Delpit, but... I kind of like our safeties already. I, I think Tavon Wilson still has some gas in the tank. So, hmm, let's let's go ahead and do this because I have not done this in any mocks. We're gonna pass on Gross Matos because we think it's a little too high and we think we can wait. I I like him as a player. We're gonna take a different player and a player that a lot of Lions fans are clamoring for. We're gonna take linebacker. Patrick Queen from LSU. He's kind of surprised that he came out in the draft. I mean, this guy showed out big late in the season. He's 6'1", 227. A little bit lighter than the Lions look for. I mean, Jared Davis is a little bit, you know, 230-ish or more. But this guy can run and hit and make some plays. I mean, sideline to sideline type guy, which I think we need. So, you know, this is the kind of decisions you have to make when you go offense is like, I think I can get edge later and I think I can get some other positions later. So I'm going to take Patrick queen and see how that works out for me. Go ahead and take him. So that was 12 and 19 in the first round. Here we come around at pick 35 and round two. Um, I've got JK Dobbins on the board, Justin Jefferson. We already took a receiver looking down through. So we have a receiver, and let me see. Jonathan Taylor went 32 overall to Kansas City. There's a lot of split people on Jonathan Taylor. Is he an absolute stud? Is he a guy that's going to fall in the draft because he doesn't really catch it? He's got fumbling issues, things like that. Um, Let me see. I'm looking over offensive linemen as well. I got Crushenberry here, Cesar Ruiz. Those are guys that are kind of on my radar. So we've taken a we've taken a, a top type receiver. We've taken we've taken a linebacker, and Grant Delpit is still on the board. I just said I like our safeties, so I'll go away from that. I'm as, I'm actually going to pass on J.K. Dobbins 
as well as the other receivers on the board. Because I know that... Um, that Well, let's go ahead and do this. This is different for me, too. I haven't done this yet. Cesar Ruiz is getting a lot of buzz as a first or second round type player. Obviously, from Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, he has some kind of position flex inside. Big guy. Let's, let's check out how big he is again. 6'4", 320-ish, you know, got a good head on his shoulders, Power, um, powerful, athletic-type guy, you know, can, can move some bodies. So let, let's assume we're going to put him as our right guard. So let's go ahead and take Cesar Ruiz here at the top of the second round. Again, focusing on offense, we now have a top-flight receiver. We have an interior offensive lineman with some position flex. And we have a freaky-type linebacker that we think can run sideline to sideline, make some plays. People may say, well, you already got Jared Davis, you, you just invested in Johnny Tavai, you have Christian Jones, you have Kennard, who's also as a linebacker. Yeah, but we don't have a running tackle guy like um, like Queen or, or a guy that can, can do some things. And we're playing the we're playing the value value board now. so we've got our linebacker. I'm here in round three at pick sixty seven. JK Dobbins is the top player on the board. You know, wouldn't mind adding him to the run, running back mix, as well as Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU. He's a guy that can catch it, can run it, can really kind of boost up that running back position and do some things. Oh, let's see here. Cam Edwards, a running back I like as well. He's on the board here. Cole Komet is kind of the top tight end out of Notre Dame. Could go that route if I'm skewing offense. Let's see. Let's see what I think my value is here in the third round. Offensive lineman. Hmm. I missed out on some of the other top running backs, but I know I can get another running back and a receiver later. I would really like to address corner as well. Hmm. Not any, not any corners I really like here. There are some other good good players. Let, let's go ahead and do this since we are skewing offense, and I did make the trade down. Let's just go ahead. Uh, J.K. Dobbins on the Draft Network's board is ranked 28th overall. And the next player on their, their board that they're giving me is 46th. So he's by far the best player available. We're getting him kind of in that top third round area. You can add him, carry on, Bo, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Ty Johnson, and, uh, and another piece there. Let's just see how it works out. Let's take J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. He's absolutely a beast when it comes to thump, physical. He's got some wiggle, got some speed, just not game-breaking speed, and he doesn't catch the football much, but we'll take him. Carry, excuse me, Carrion can touch it or can catch it, and uh, Ty, Ty Johnson can catch it a little bit, so him and Bo could 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 be the thunder in, in that game. And it gives you depth for injury. You know, I, I always think that's something you have to consider. Third round is a little bit higher than I normally would take a running back. But as the board fell, I mean, the Cam Akers is the top guy, but he's 65 overall. So instead, I got the 28th overall player in J.K. Dobbins. Uh, let's just refresh my picks. C.D. Lamb, number 12 overall. Number 19, Patrick McQueen. Cesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman. And I got a running back. So, so let's see if I got some defensive help here because I do want to even this out a little bit. Let's see if any of my favorites are, are out here and available. Kenny Willekes, uh, Anthony Jennings, got Kyle Duggar out of... Do you guys know where Kyle Duggar is from? The, the, the absolute darling kind of of the Senior Bowl. 
Yeah, he's from Lenore Rhine. <laughs> but this guy looks like he can run, hit. He's got the crazy dreadlocks. I like him a lot. Um, if you want to add that third safety when it comes to a running back, we got another one of the best names in the draft at corner, Michael Ojemudia. Um, that's a classic. Um, and we got some got some linebackers, some offensive linemen, some receivers looking at me here. Let's go ahead and do this. Since I am in round four, I've heard a lot of buzz about this guy. He's a little bit farther down the board, but I don't know if I can wait. I do have three fifth rounders now. I wonder if I could wait on him. Let me check the top of the board again and see where I'm at. Anthony Jennings is interesting because he's he's an edge, but he's also sort of a linebacker edge. I saw him playing middle a lot at the Senior Bowl, so I'm going to pass on him. Kenny Willekes seems like an effort type player, but not the kind of player the Lions like, you know, when it comes to, you know, size, speed, and ability. This is a local product, though. Let's scroll down again. I'm going to go with this guy. Let me find him. Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. Big old edge. This guy's 6'3", almost 300 pounds. I mean, to me, it seems like if you had Marlon Davidson, Deshaun Hand, Trey Flowers, Snacks if he comes back, you know, you got the rotational pieces. You got Aquara out there if you want when you want to play him on third down. Marlon Davidson got a lot of one-on-ones and made a lot of production because Derek uh, Derek Brown was just getting triple teamed a lot of times. But I do think he's a really good player. Uh, get him in the fourth round. I've heard some second, first, second round um, type buzz on this guy. If I can get him in round four here on this mock, I will do so. A lot of people, you may be screaming out there when you're listening to this saying, there's no way he's going to be there. I mean, this is just, uh, there's just no way. Well, hey, when you're doing a mock draft, if the guy's on the board, you're taking him, you know, you're not going to overly fight the board. If he's there, he's available. So let's go ahead and take Marlon Davidson with the 99th pick overall to get us an edge. So we've got an edge, a linebacker, and we've taken a, a top tight flight wide out. We've got an interior offensive lineman as well as a, a top running back. So, again, we're skewing offense, but we're not going all offense. Let's see what we get here at... Uh, the top of the fifth round, 131, pick 131. Let's go ahead and take a look here. Oh, top player on the board I like. Troy Pride Jr. is a cornerback on Notre Dame. That was at the Senior Bowl. I don't mind him. Now we've added C.D. Lamb. There's a couple receivers I like. Devin Duvernay out of Texas. I had to come around on this guy. I really didn't like him. Now I do like him because he's freaky speed. He's a little bit smaller, almost in that Golden Tate-type body build. And I think he could help take the top off the defense and do some things. If you want to go offense in a normal draft, I would normally wait him out and take him as my speedy slot-type player. Even if he didn't play right away, maybe they do bring Dak Amendola. He could play early on at some point. And... Um, and do some things. And again, we have three fifth rounders. So I got 10 picks till my next selection. Let's go ahead and uh, we've got Chase Claypool. The reason I like him, he's listed as a wide receiver. He has some tight end abilities. Um, Albert O out of Missouri, who if anybody's been keeping tabs on him, he's really been one of the top tight end prospects. Now you see him available in round five. Kind of a, a good talent, but has never maximized that talent or has never really played the way people would hope and if he doesn't test well you could definitely see him falling in the draft 
Keyshawn Vaughn is a really intriguing prospect out of Vandy, but I already took a running back. I like my running back room. So if I'm taking anything, I'm looking for receivers. Again, at this point, if I'm going to skew offense. But since I got three fifths, I mean, I could definitely go D again. I got Nick Cole out of Auburn. We just took an Auburn boy. I got Troy Pride Jr. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's play the board. I, when you look at receiver, I like Duvernay. I kind of like Brian Edwards. Uh, not a huge fan. Claypool, I like. Some people like Gandy Golden, but as I say uh, often, he played at Liberty. <laughs> I mean, I know he's got uh, you know size, speed, and ability, but he played at Liberty. I don't think he's going to have some stellar NFL career. Prove me wrong if you want. And then, you know, you just have some, some other prospects here. No way that jumps off the page. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to go back to... I'm going to go back to best overall, and I'm going to take... Um, another defensive player because I'm going to be able to still get those receivers hopefully on the comeback. So I'm going to take Troy Pride Jr. because I do need a cornerback in Detroit. That's for dang sure. Let me check corners real quick. See who's kind of out there if I could wait. Yeah, see, I don't like I don't like anybody more than try Troy Pride Jr. around around him at this point. You know, Miles Bryant out of Washington's the guy I don't mind. Lamar Jackson, yeah, not the guy in Baltimore, but the but the cornerback out of Nebraska, you know, has some ability. Um, then you got Lavert Hill out of Michigan farther down the list, but I, I I need to get myself a corner right now. So let's go ahead and take Troy Pride Jr. Definitely need some more coverage for the Detroit Lions. So as you can see, I'm, I did skew offense early, but I'm definitely, um, you know, keeping my options open. Pick 141, I'm up. So let's go back to overall, see what we got. Duvernay is still there. Claypool is still there. Let's check our let's check our offensive tackles. See if there's any offensive tackles that intrigue me at this point. Nope, I kind of I kind of passed on that, and the reason I did is because yeah, you could want Rick Wagner out of here, but because him and Decker are signed, yeah, I understand you could draft one and then play those guys, and then maybe then the guy is ready to come in. But I'm probably just gonna roll with my tackles and sort of deal with it next year, deal with it in the future, you know, whatever it may be. Because they're both here, they're signed, they're ready to go. Let me go to interior. I know I got Ruiz, but is there anybody I absolutely love? Jonah Jackson out of Ohio State is here in the middle, back end of the fifth round. I don't mind him. Uh, just looking down the list, nobody else that I love. And we already took Ruiz. So Ruiz, Dahl, Ragnow would be the interior of my line. I'm pretty cool with that. Let's, gosh, fifth round still seems high to take Duvernay. But he is kind of the... One of the top players suggested here. The defensive guys I don't love. Julian Blackman I do like at safety. 6'1", 204. He's got some game. Hmm. Albert O is there. I mean, I know people would laugh at taking a tight end, but I could see it. Chat Quarterman, the linebacker out of Miami, is there. I... I like him, but we already took Patrick Queen, and people think Quarterman is kind of like Jared Davis anyway. Let's scroll down a little bit here. Adam Troutman out of Dayton, the Dayton Flyers. Holla back. Uh, I actually spent some time in Dayton when I was real young. So uh, Adam Troutman's getting a lot of buzz. Again, he went to Dayton. I mean, he's big. He's physical. He can catch it. But I don't know that I want a Dayton Flyer on my football team. 
Hmm, let's see here what I want to do. Still got another pick coming. I got the big receiver to go with Kenny. Hmm. I would kind of like to go defense here, but because I said a skew, I'll skew offense. I'm going to... You know who I'm going to take here? Gosh. I'm going to take Claypool because I feel like he's got the size. You don't want three, four big receivers. We already have Kenny and CeeDee Lamb. Marvin's big. So you take Claypool. You're like, man, you got all these big receivers, no speed that can't separate. I'd like Claypool and Hawk to be on the field at the same time. Or like in a year or so when Claypool kind of rounds out, like maybe he's a flex guy. Hawkinson's a flex and a blocker. Let's just take him and see what happens. Let's see if Duvernay gets back to me or if I can get another receiver here late in the game that I like. So we're going to take Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Notre Dame. He just looks like a Lions-type receiver with his big length, the way he can red zone factor, things like that. Let's go back to all the picks. I think Duvernay went off the board. Albert O was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Let's see, just scrolling through who got picked. Oh, yeah, Duvernay went three picks after I picked the Miami Dolphins. Brian Edwards went off, Albert O. So I definitely missed that run right there. And Julian Blackman went to the Baltimore Ravens, which doesn't surprise me. Another good good player for them. They always seem to draft well. So I'm looking at my team needs as they have it on the draft network. And I've taken a linebacker, corner, wideout, edge, interior lineman, and running back. That's the top six positions of need they have on my team the next open ones they have is offensive tackle interior lineman safety tight end and quarterback i'm not taking a quarterback i'm just feel like it's a wasted pick at this point i got two receivers one that i think could maybe be a flex tight end i said i'm gonna go lean offense i'm looking at the board right now I feel like I'm I'm pretty loaded up on offense. I mean, there's some other players here, tight ends and whatnot, that I could take. But I'd like to go D here in the fifth. Because I, I only got my sixth round. Lions have no seventh round pick. So I'd like to round out my defense. Let me look at my interior defensive linemen. Because if they lose A'shaun, or as I like to say it, A'shaun. If they lose A'shaun and... Uh, and don't bring back Mike Daniels. You got some issues inside there. So let's go ahead and look at interior defensive linemen. Hmm, Roquan Williams out of Michigan State. Top guy on the board is Tyler Clark out of Georgia. One of my favorite names who I would have to take in round three, I believe, is where he went in this mock. Leaky Fotu. Just uh, think he could play the Snacks Harrison role if he didn't come back or be groomed under him and, and end up making plays. Ah, man, I do not like really any of my options here in the interior. So let's go back to best available. Shaq Quarterman is still there, but I told you I'd pass on him. Jacob Phillips is a linebacker. I always liked out of LSU, but I've already taken the better linebacker early. Patrick Queen, Troutman is there, but that kind of rules him out. Had I taken... Duvernay, I may have taken Troutman to add to that tight end room because Jesse James is terrible. Oh, he's the worst. If that guy didn't take a huge leap forward, gosh, what a what a waste. What a terrible contract that is. Um, go back. I'm going to check my offensive tackles again real quick. 
Justin Heron out of Wake Forest. He's he's very high compared to the other people. He's 166 overall. 207 is the next player. Let me look at Justin Heron a little bit. He's not really on my radar. Probably because he's from the Atlantic Coast Conference. <laughs> Over there, Wake Forest, 6'4", 301. Um, length needed to play outside, it says. Effective. Hmm... Cons as a run blocker, so he, he's modest power. Nope, I don't want him. John Runyon. I always loved John Runyon. You know, I wasn't didn't see a ton of his dad, but it just seems like cool to get a, a pedigree type guy. Maybe I'll take him at the end, but he's still quite a bit down the list. So going back to overall, finish up this mock draft here. Oh, da -da -da -da. Let me see. Man, if there's nobody on defense that I really like, then I'm going to just get another offensive player. Let me check one other thing here. Gandy Golden is still there. I mean, you can't realistically take three receivers, you know, and and make that work. You're not going to fit them all on the roster, basically. All right. We're going to make this selection. Try and talk you guys through as well as look at it. This is all live, people. Gosh, i got to make my pick. My clock would have ran out here as so I'm kind of looking through. You know who I'm going to take here since this is an offensive draft? <laughs> and, uh, and I want this guy's name out there. Jared Heatley, or Heatley, I believe it is, on Twitter. Good dude, always talking football, really knows his stuff. He turned me on to this guy, told me to check him out. I did. He's not very far down on my list, and I do want to fix the running back position. The problem is I'm going to take this player, and I'm going to have Carrion, who's a big old running back, Bo, who's a big old running back. J.K. Dobbins, who has some size and power. Ty Johnson is kind of going to be the smaller back with a speedy back. But I'm going to add another guy. Listen to this guy's size right here at the running back position. 6'3", 240-pound senior. Where's number 33? Looks a little bit like an aggressive, hard-running carry-on when you see him. Oh, man, I am going to butcher the last name because I have not. I've watched his tape, but I had the sound off, so I don't even know how to say his last name. But his first name, I believe, is C-O-S-E-W-O. -O. Last name, O-L-O-N-I-L-U-A. I wish I could pronounce it. I know I'll have that before we get close to the draft. But he just got on my radar. I watched him. I like his power. I like his speed. He's had a couple off-field issues that could scare teams or the Lions away. I'm going to take him, and I'm just going to have one of the nastier, bigger running back groups in football. And I'm going to let uh, those guys battle it out to see who can, can make the cut and make the roster. So we're going to take this kid running back out of TCU and roll with it. Again, offensive heavy. We'll see where I'm at here. This, so this is basically my last pick right here, sixth round, pick 162. Hmm, we've got, you know, offense on the board. I mean, let's let's go back to the wide receiver position. James Porsche out of SMU, people like him. Nick Westbrook's a player that looks a lot like Marvin if you go watch him. I mean, he's got some Marv tendencies. He's still there, but he's quite a ways down the board. But I really don't want to take another receiver. I've obviously taken enough running backs, you know, tight end. Let's see. Nobody I love, you know, a couple guys that were in the senior bowl, but again, n nobody I love. Let's go down to offensive tackles. John Runyon Jr. is there. The the other guys that were there before are there. 
Let's see if I can. Is there a quarterback flyer? Anthony Gordon, the big kid out of Washington State that was at the Senior Bowl, is there one of the top players available? I know the Lions like some things in him, but again, I I wouldn't mind rolling with Driscoll, Stafford, and Blau. <laughs> David Blau. <laughs> like, uh, I see some things there. So I could take Jacob Phillips, get another linebacker. I don't want to do that. There's a couple safeties here. I told you I'm passing on Antonio Gandy-Golden. For all you guys that love him, he's here in the sixth round. Again, the reason you can wait on receivers is because there's still quite a few that are worthwhile here late. Take You take him. You take um, Lamar Jackson, that cornerback I mentioned out of Nebraska, is still here. If I want to go defense, I'm just scrolling down through. Antonio Gibson is a running back people like out of Memphis. A.J. Dillon is a really big back, real productive in college at a Boston college. I wouldn't mind him, again, as another sledgehammer if you really waited on running back. But obviously I went running back uh, here here heavy. Uh, Bernard, uh, Francis Bernard out of Utah. He's a linebacker. Matt Pat really had some things he seemed to like about him. He's still available here in round six. And like I say, the quarterback. So what I'm going to do here, get this – to finish up this draft, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take an off-the-board pick. I pretty much follow the board. But I'm going to go ahead and go to the tackle position. And I'm going to take John Runyon Jr. from Michigan. I just think his dad you know, has that pedigree. He seems like a type of player you could groom for a year. And maybe he's ready to go next year when you're ready to move on from Ricky Wagner or... Um, Taylor Decker, I can't remember if John Runyon played guard and tackle, if he played both tackles. I can't totally remember, but this kid is a, uh, big dude, 6'5", 321. Um, he started every game at left tackle for Michigan in 2018, it says. Um, first team, all Big Ten, excellent mover. Um, so Lions like that when you can get up to the second level and do some things. And, uh, it says, uh, he kind of has some ability, but maybe a stretch is a natural pass protector. Um, doesn't have the best power. I'm just looking through some of his his stuff here. Uh, I think he's... Uh, it says he doesn't rarely clear space to the line of scrimmage, but no, no do the other offensive linemen. So I've never taken this guy in a mock, but I'm going to take him here just because it's offensive heavy, and I, I feel like getting a tackle is something that'd be on my radar, but it's not something I'm doing super early as some people. I see some people taking Josh Jones. I see some people taking these players really high, and I just think there's other ways the Lions can go. So the draft is finishing up here. Let's go ahead and look at my picks. So, again, I made the trade down. That does skew it a bit. But if you're going to go offense, I, I feel like, yeah, you would definitely be trading down at that point to try to maximize what you could do in other positions as well as go offensive heavy. So, let's just see how this works out here. So, my picks. Number 12 overall, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Number 19 overall, Patrick Queen, linebacker, LSU. 35 overall, Cesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman, Michigan. Um, took his arch rival right after him. Six at number 67 overall, J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. Was That was my, that was my best... Uh, was my best Gus Johnson right there. Um, <laughs> he loves him some Ohio State uh, football, no doubt. He's from Michigan. What's up with that there, Gus? Uh, 99 overall, I got Marlon Davidson, the big edge type player out of Auburn. 
131 overall, Troy Pride Jr., so I get myself a cornerback out of Notre Dame. I took his teammate right after that, a, a wide receiver, f- tight end type player, um, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. After that, I really just loaded up on another heavy, exciting, and, and the thing I said about CO2 is, is he's a beast in the weight room. The guy squats like 600 pounds. He's a just a freak athlete as well as a guy that runs with power. Lions need that, no doubt about it. Just thought I'd roll a dice on him at 154, running back out of TCU. And then went back to the Michigan well again. John Runyon Jr., 162 overall, offensive tackle, played all of the snaps at left tackle in 2018 for the Michigan Wolverines. He's a guy you can try to groom, find a spot for him, and then maybe in 2021 he is take over one of those tackle spots if all went great. But again, that's that six-round pick. You never know what might might happen. But uh, yeah, there's my offensive skewed draft without, um, without going crazy. I mean, I believe this could be something. I believe, I believe, I believe. But we will see. I mean, uh, my natural inclination when it comes to the draft is to play value, you know, value drafting where you just are waiting on players as much as you can. You are trying to take people way past where they're projected to go instead of reaching. And a lot of these to me still do feel like a reach. Um, Patrick Queen at 19 overall, that's a, that's one, again, like I said, I haven't done. I know people are clamoring for kind of a run hit coverage type linebacker. You know, Patrick Queen just seems like he showed up big, you know, on the big games as well as just from a, a top program. You will know. Look at look at the programs. They took Oklahoma, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Notre Dame, TCU, and Michigan. That's that's not because I only focus on the big school guys, but as you heard in my commentary, I, I'm not as apt to take some flyer on a kid that's never played against really top-end competition as well as I think there's something about the moxie of playing at a big school. You know, you've been under the big lights, you've been at a big campus, you kind of know how to handle yourself if you're not a knucklehead. You've been coached by big-time coaches, big-time programs. I think that's just the way to go if you have your choice. I know there's been small school guys that work, but you'll see in a lot of my drafts I'm picking big school guys, not because those are the only people I know or think can play football, but if I got my choice between a kid from a big school or a kid from Liberty – or Dayton, I'm probably going to go the other way in most scenarios and not overthink it. So, everybody, that's my uh, NFL draft show here on Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcast Network. Please hit that subscribe button. Please contact Believe Podcast Network if you want to um, sponsor the show. Everybody, please interact with me. Find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D E R E K. O-K-R-I-E, talking football, talking fantasy football, talking all things NFL draft, free agency, all that stuff we do. Looking forward to everything that's to come with a pro football focus that I'm that I'm working with, as well as I should have some new articles coming out here. Before you know it, for fantasy football and other things on USA Today, Lions Wire, please check out everything that Eric Schlitt and Jeff Risden are doing over there. They're doing some awesome things, always keeping people updated on Detroit Lions football. And yeah, please check me back here next week. Next Monday, this show always drops on Monday morning, first thing. Next week, we'll be talking all things Detroit Lions, special guests, segments, interesting things coming up right here on Believe in Lions. So thank you guys so much. Take care. I hope you have a great week. And believe in the Detroit Lions. Take care. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions.
Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.